Welcome to the Contending for the Word podcast, a podcast devoted to helping inform, educate, equip, and warn people about false teachers, false movements, and unbiblical philosophies. Now join our host for today's episode and enjoy. Almost daily, I see a post or receive a letter from a professing Christian. That means someone who professes that they are a Christian, not necessarily that they are a Christian. We'll talk about that more in a minute. And this person will be proclaiming or selling a pagan practice, such as divination, such as Eastern meditation, such as yoga, and it goes on and on. So, in this video, I want to talk with you about the reason why we cannot blend New Age pagan practices with true Christianity. And I want to say that I have compassion for those who are still trying to do this because that's what I was doing for most of my life. You see, I was told that I was a Christian all my life. We went to church twice a week. It was the false church of Christian science. I was given a King James Bible when I was a little girl, and we were given assigned readings from the Christian Science Church that cherry-picked what the message was they wanted us to believe every week. But my point is that on the surface, I did look like a Christian going to church and reading the Bible if you didn't explore deeper and find out that, oh, she's in a false church. But you'd have to know that Christian science was a false church in order to recognize that. And also, I was in a family that had some pagan practices. I had a grandmother who was in the Eastern Star, which is a the woman's version of Freemasonry. And she would use these little divination sticks to give us a fortune when my brother and I would go to visit her. Um, we would read our horoscopes. There was just not much restrictions on any kind of pagan practices. I remember my mom, who was devoutly Christian science, she was the one who got me into yoga and also a course in miracles, which is a blasphemous heretical channeled book that purports to be the real voice of Jesus correcting what he said in the Bible. I mean, really blasphemous. My mom got me into that, a professing Christian. And so, I understand when people tell me that this is confusing. When I was a New Age teacher, well before I was saved, I always wore a uh, crystal cross around my neck to symbolize that I thought the crystal was my New Age side and the cross was my Christian side. I called myself back then an open-minded Christian. And boy, you know, Jesus taught us that the the way is narrow, the gate to heaven is narrow, and very few people go through it. The, the broad path is what most people on, as I was. And I was thinking back then that the more friends you have in heaven, the better. I'm, I'm repenting and apologizing for this for anyone who was influenced by that false teaching that I was deceived by and I passed along. And so, I believed that Jesus was just a human. That was what we were taught in my false church growing up. And in the New Age, I was taught that he ascended and became one of many ascended masters, that he was working alongside Buddha and Kuan Yin and all these different ascended masters to help us here on earth, kind of like a spirit guide that the New Age would describe as being like a genie on your shoulder to grant your wishes. Very blasphemous, not true at all, and unbiblical. Unfortunately, many people in the New Age 
would fall away from all faith because their so-called prayers were not answered by God. Of course, they weren't answered. We were asking for things that were outside of God's will. We were practicing things that he condemned, as we'll talk about more. We were sinners unrepentantly and then expecting our holy God to give us our wishes, which is completely illogical. But I was not logical back then. I was a universalist, meaning that I believed back then and taught, unfortunately, I repent and apologize. I taught that all paths lead to God. My husband likes to say that, oh, yes, they all do lead to God, but they don't lead to heaven because every one of us will meet God at judgment day, and we will be judged for breaking his commandments. Whether you believe that or not, it's going to happen. And those of us who are in Christ, God sees Jesus' sinlessness and does not see our sins. Our sins are forgiven by giving our lives to Jesus, by repenting and believing in Jesus, the real Jesus, not the ascended master spirit guy, genie Jesus of the new age and some false religions. So, we'll get into that even more. So, I believed that all paths led to heaven, but that's so illogical because they're all different. All the paths are different. So, how could they all lead to the same place? It's not logical. But back then, I didn't use logic. I certainly didn't use the Bible as my standard of truth. I used experiences and feelings as my standard of truth. Now, many of you have heard, and I was unfortunately pretty vocal about this experience that I had on January 7th, 2017, when I had a vision that I thought was Jesus. And at the same time, I understood the gospel truth. The Bible talks about that the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing, meaning those who are not going to heaven. And that was me. I had heard the gospel throughout my life um, because I thought I was a Christian. I listened to Christian radio a lot of the times. I even had listened to the whole Bible a couple of times um, when I had rented the cassette tapes in the 90s from the library. And so I knew the gospel, but it didn't make any sense to me because, because the false teachings taught that I was not a sinner, that we were made in the image and likeness of God, and God's not a sinner, so therefore, how could I be a sinner? The New Age and false teachings were that Genesis 3, the fall in the garden, was just a metaphor. It wasn't true. We were not sinners, and therefore, there's no need for God's wrath. God is only love. How we defined love is being all-inclusive, and there would not be any sort of judgment. So, that's how I believed, and I thought that all paths led to heaven, all religions led to God. We were all saying the same thing, just with different words. No, that's not true at all, it turns out. That was a big mistake. So, on January 7th, 2017, while I was at a church, a progressive church, during the service, I thought I saw a vision of Jesus. Now, I just want to clarify that I'd been having visions since I was a child, and the books I wrote in the New Age were based on those visions, and, and I would get messages, and they were they seemed to be very loving, but they were not God's messages. They contradicted the Bible, much like A Course in Miracles does. So, they were false messages, false light from fallen angels, tragically. Um, I wish I could get rid of all those books on the planet, but, but I can't. There's just no way to take the used books out of circulation. I can only warn people, don't read my old books, just burn them or throw them away, please, or any other New Age book for that matter. Uh, they point you away from salvation. They point you to hell. 
to be blunt. So I had this vision as I'd been having visions uh, on January 7th, 2017, and the gospel was revealed to me at the same time. So I naturally thought the vision brought me the gospel. And the gospel is so true. At that moment on January 7th, 2017, I knew that God's word, the Bible, is absolutely true. I knew for a fact that Jesus really is the Son of God. He is. I knew that he really did die on the cross to atone for our sins. And it was almost palpable. It was like I could feel all this. I knew this with every every fiber of my being. I still know this to be the truth. And nothing can change my mind on this. But I thought the vision brought it to me. Um, I apologize. No, the vision didn't bring that to me. It was two simultaneous experiences. I'd been having visions throughout my life, and uh, it seemed like it was spiritual warfare. It was one more vision to try to pull me away, because at that time, I was thinking about being a prophetess, and I would have been a false prophet, like all the other false prophets and false prophetesses out there right now. So, it was just one more part of spiritual warfare. But check it out. I just want to show you what happened after January 7th, 2017, until the time I was actually saved later in the year in 2017 by reading the Bible. That's how I was saved and recognizing that I was a sinner when I read Deuteronomy 18, 10 through 12 with a whole list of the things I was doing in the New Age. And it meant that I was a detestable abomination to God because I was doing those. I got on my knees and repented and gave my life right then and there to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But between the time of that vision and getting truly saved at the end of 2017, it was I don't have the exact date. I wish I'd written it down. I didn't know what was happening at the time. But as best as I can tell, it was September or October 2017. And then a month later, I was fired um, by my New Age publisher for publishing Deuteronomy 18 on my social media. And um, and so, between that time, as you can see in these photos, I had a Bible. That's the turquoise Bible I used to read, the Jesus-centered New Living Translation Bible that I started out with. I had that turquoise Bible in my lap, in my videos, but look at what I had in my hand. I had divination cards, those angel cards that I used to make that I threw away all of them. And I've asked people, do not use them. Uh, Do not sell them, please. They are demon cards. They're not angel cards. They will give you bad advice and they will lead you away from the true Jesus. They'll lead you away from the Bible and the support that we all need from a biblically sound church. So, you can see me in these photos doing both. You can see I have a cross around my neck, crystal cross, thinking that I'm a new age Christian who's doing both. And I remember foolishly saying I was going to be a bridge between new age and Christianity. And my Christian friends, thank you, they did this. They corrected me. Jesus is the bridge. He's the bridge. He's the one who saves the world. We don't save the world. It's all God who does that. We are called to go and make disciples. We're called to proclaim the gospel. We are called to live a godly life set apart. Uh, That's sanctification. And um, all of us are learning and growing in Christ. So, when we first start out as a Christian, our theology is usually pretty crummy. And looking back, I should have taken some years off of going on social media. I should have waited until I graduated from seminary in July of 2021, 
when I graduated with the master's degree that I have in biblical and theological studies. So I stayed in the social media arena during my early days of sanctification. Only one reason, because my old work was still out there, and I wanted to warn people, and I still want to warn people, because I see folks going into New Age, searching for answers, searching for healing, searching for abundance, money, searching for experiences and highs, and um, and also their soulmate, all sorts of reasons. They're looking for their life purpose, and New Age teachers are happy to sell you promises of these things. But I want to tell you, they cannot deliver. There's just no way that they're going to deliver on giving you answers unless they're pointing you to the gospel and the Bible, which no New Age teacher does unless they are a former New Age teacher. Reading the Bible taught me that we all need discernment. We need to compare everything to God's word, to the Bible. In the New Age, we all thought that the Bible was corrupt and contaminated, changed by Constantine and the Roman Catholic Church. That historically is impossible, it turns out, because our biblical canon, the books of the Bible, were collated and everything was decided before Constantine was even born, before the Roman Catholic Church even existed. And all they did with these councils of Nicaea was to turn away from heresies, such as saying that Jesus was just a man or just a spirit. He was fully God and fully man What during his earthly ministry. And any religion that teaches otherwise that Jesus was just a man or just a spirit or an ascended master, these are false Jesus. This is not the true Jesus. Anyone who teaches that Jesus approves of everything, like I thought in the New Age, I thought Jesus was saying, oh, you can do whatever you want as long as you're happy and positive. That's a false Christ. That is not the real Jesus. There are prophesied false Christs that the real Jesus warned us about. There are demons who masquerade as angels of light, as the Bible warns us about. And the Bible warns us that there are people working for the devil masquerading as an angel of light workers of inequity who pretend to be workers of righteousness. That was me before I was saved. That's my old work. That's a lot of people who are still teaching under the guise of being Christian or being having a secret that they're going to teach you. There are no secrets. The scroll of the Bible is open. We can pray for God's wisdom. We can pray for those who are spiritually blind, that the Holy Spirit would lift the veil so that they can understand the gospel, understand that we are all, each and every one of us sinners who have sinned before our holy God and who will be held accountable, and that we all need Jesus, the only sinless person who ever walked on the earth, so the only one who is qualified to take the punishment that we all deserve for our sins. Jesus nailed to the cross, suffering and bleeding on our behalf, and then dying, really did die. That wasn't a myth. He really did die. And three days later, he rose from the dead bodily. People touched his body. They ate with him. They talked with him. And after 40 days, he ascended to be with our Father. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is our three-in-one triune God, co-equal, co-eternal three persons of the Holy Trinity. And Jesus promised, and he will return to judge us all. And if you're like me and everyone else, you have sinned. You've broken God's commandments, which are still for today. And 
That means that we are all called to love God with all of our heart. It's impossible to do so. We stumble all the time. That's why we need Jesus, because he doesn't stumble ever. And he's sympathetic. He's our sympathetic high priest, as the Bible tells us. John the Apostle, who was closest to Jesus during his earthly ministry, records Jesus saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is our mediator, our Savior, and our Lord. There is no other way to heaven but through Jesus. I know in the New Age, we listen to near-death experience reports, but listen, they all contradict each other. And are you going to put your eternity, where your soul's destiny is going, into the hands of some New Age writer who's contradicting the Bible and contradicting other New Age teachers? Or are you going to trust in our Lord, Jesus, who spoke about hell more than anyone else in the Bible, and who said that lovingly to warn us so that we wouldn't go there? so that we would turn away from sins such as paganism and New Age idolatry and turn to him, the only way, the narrow path to the narrow gate, the only gate that takes us to heaven. The religious leaders of all other paths, all other religions, are dead and buried in the ground, every one of them. Only Jesus has the empty tomb. Only Jesus has risen from the dead and is here to help all believers, those who turn to him, those who are saved out of darkness. God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. But once we are there, we are not saved by our good works. It's only by God's works that we're saved by his grace and mercy. But once we're saved, we're given a new life and a new heart. And we want to do good works. We want to please God. Before we were saved, We didn't really care. It was all about party on, follow your bliss, follow your dreams, follow your heart. And it was all about me. It was all about glorifying and following ourselves. And that is actually illogical, isn't it? Because we're the problem. So how could we follow the problem ourselves to get to a solution? Only through God can we find solutions and answers. We are also told that we cannot blend New Age with Christianity. New Age, someday everyone will find out, is authored by the devil who is doing this alternative false light religion to point people away from Jesus, to capture souls and take them to his lair, hell, that God created for the fallen angel Lucifer and the fallen angels that he took with him into hell. And those who follow the devil even unknowingly, will go with him to hell upon their death unless they repent and follow Jesus beforehand. We are told that we cannot mix, we cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of the demons. We cannot eat at the table of the Lord and the table of the demons. We can't mix the two. You must make a choice. Again and again in the Bible, we are commanded against idolatry. Idolatry is anything or anyone that you put above God thinking it has magical powers apart from God. So, in the New Age, we had lots of idols. We had the idol of self, first of all, again, thinking that we could follow our heart. That's putting yourself as your leader, which is silly and very illogical. We had the idol of thinking that crystals had special powers. Yes, God made the crystals, 
but he did not make them for divination because he's commanded against divination. He did not make them to be apart from him as thinking they have special healing powers apart from God. That's worshiping the creation instead of the creator, which is against the Ten Commandments and the warning in Romans 125. In the New Age, we were all about glorifying ourselves. When the Bible says our life purpose is to glorify God, and in all things we do with our bodies to glorify God. So we would use positive affirmations to lift ourselves up and say that we were wonderful, but we were doing that because most of us in the new age, let's face it, we were trauma survivors. A lot of us abuse survivors. A lot of us had been abandoned, betrayed, hurt deeply. Maybe we had gone to a false church and we were looking for true answers. Maybe we were having... Uh, supernatural experiences because we were demonically oppressed and didn't know it. So we were looking for answers about those supernatural experiences, which new age teachers are more than happy to try to give you a meaning of what they are. And it's always a false meaning. The supernatural experiences that most people have going into the new age are demonic spiritual warfare. And the way that we get out of that is through repenting, getting rid of all new age items, get them out of your house those new age items are like welcome mats to demons, welcoming them into your life, into your home. You don't want them in your house. They affect you and your family. Get them out, burn them, throw them away. Do not sell them because that could give someone else uh, an oppression experience by them buying those items. And also playing audios of the Bible in the house is very soothing. Saturate your mind with God's word and it really, Michael and I have found that it keeps the house very peaceful to play audios of the Bible. In the video description of this video, I've put a link for you to a free app that you can download of a really good translation of the Bible, ESV, that's got an audio component. So you can listen to the Bible being read to you, and it really is good to play in your home and in your car. In the New Age, I was so open-minded that I was hell-bound unknowingly, and I was tragically taking people to hell with me. Praise God for his grace and mercy in showing me that the way can be found in Christ alone. And I pray the same for you. I pray that you will turn away from trying to find the answers through these methods that seem to work, seem to feel good, but that does not mean they're from God. Remember, there's a lot of sins that seem to work, seem to feel good, but they are sins still. I pray that if you haven't yet repented and given your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you will do so today. Please stay focused on Jesus as he is the only way. And don't look back at the new age. A person who is plowing a field must look straight ahead. If they look back while plowing, the plow lines become crooked and the harvest is not as plentiful. We read in Genesis about Lot's wife who turned to look back on her sinful old home as she was being saved and she was immediately turned into a pillar of salt when she looked back. In the same way, I hear from some people who were saved out of the new age or other false teachings who tell me that they are tempted to return to their old ways. They have what's called euphoric recall. Euphoric recall is when you think something in the past was better than it actually was. 
you think that those were the good old days and you forget about the bad times. You forget about how in the new age, most of us felt like we were continuously searching and seeking. Remember that? You were looking for those answers that were promised. If you just read this one more book, if you just take this one more seminar, watch this one more video, then you will get the answers you're seeking for. We were told that if we would just have enough positive thoughts that we could manifest whatever we wanted, if we would make one more vision board, if we would do one more visualization practice, get one more certificate, then we'd be set. But that never happens in the new age. I was in the new age over 50 years. I spent thousands and thousands of hours and dollars chasing after those promises of the new age, as well as tragically giving them to others. And there is nothing. It's like chasing after a cloud. The only place for answers is in Jesus and in God's word, the Bible. So this is one of the reasons why I often emphasize the importance of disposing of all new age and false teaching materials. You also might need to change your circle of friends. Please get involved with Christian fellowship. That means joining a biblically solid local church. I've got a link in the description below for search engines that can point you to a church. Of course, always compare everything that's taught to what scripture says. Get into some of the X new age to Jesus support groups on Facebook. Stay in your Bible daily. Read that Bible first thing in the morning, Bible before breakfast, word before world. Just one chapter a day, it can be 15 minutes, can make a world of difference by starting your day off in the Bible. Even if it means you have to get up early, do it. Stay in God's word. Take Bible classes. You can go to seminary. There's free and low-cost seminary classes. I've got a link below so you can check it out and learn more. Also, reach out to mature Christians for help. If you're a woman, get into a woman's Bible study that's biblically solid. Though the biblically solid churches usually sponsor biblically solid women's Bible studies. If you still can't find one, I'll put links in the description below of online studies that you can go to for women's Bible studies. Also, consider going to a biblical counselor. This is so much better than going to a psychologist who, again, wants you to turn to yourself, to your dreams, to your thoughts, to your feelings for answers, which is so illogical to turn to the source of the problem ourselves to find the answers. That makes no sense at all. The only sense is by turning to Jesus, turning to the gospel, turning to Bible study. Biblical counselors use prayer, Christian prayer, and biblical passages to help you to come to truth. And the Holy Spirit uses biblical counselors to help people to come to the truth. Please stay away from unbiblical practices such as sozo, such as so-called Christian counselors who are telling you to do things that are not biblical. Be careful, use your discernment, and compare everything to scripture. I tried to blend New Age and Christianity for decades. Believe me, it's a waste of time, and it's sinful, it's deplorable to God, and it doesn't work to have two opposites that you're trying to blend. Why, is, why do I say that? Because here, let me show you why the New Age is opposite of biblical Christianity. New Age is all about glorifying the self. Christianity is all about glorifying God. New Age says, follow your heart and do whatever makes you happy. 
Christianity says, follow and obey Jesus, for the heart is deceitful. New Age turns to ascended masters, spirit guides, the universe, astrology, psychics, and angels for help. Christianity only follows the Holy Trinity. New Age tries to predict and control the future. Christianity trusts God with the future. New Age says there is no sin, hell, devil, or demons. Christianity believes Jesus' teachings about sin, hell, devil, and demons in the Holy Bible. The New Age relies upon channeled books, cards, and psychic readings for guidance. Christianity relies upon prayer and the Bible. The New Age says Jesus is an ascended master or just a man who was enlightened. And then they imagine that Jesus is an anything-goes, laid-back kind of man. Christianity says that Jesus was fully God and fully man during his earthly ministry, and he's now at the right hand of our Heavenly Father God as the second member of the Holy Trinity. We will all stand before God on Judgment Day, and we want Jesus there with us to attest that we've been forgiven for our sins. The New Age says you get into heaven by being a good person. Christianity says it's not your works that save you, it's God's grace. Through your faith in the life, death, and resurrection of our Savior Jesus, who was the only sinless and therefore truly good person to walk the earth, God's love doesn't give us license to do whatever we please. The New Age also tries to manifest wants and desires, tries to conjure and do wish-granting ceremonies and spells, where Christianity trusts God's promise to meet the needs of believers. The New Age says that there are many paths to God. Christianity quotes Jesus's own words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Because many of us are trauma survivors, we're hypersensitive to anything that frightens us, but sometimes it's good to be frightened into godly sorrow. Godly sorrow means that you truly are repentant about your sin, not because you've been caught, that's worldly sorrow, but because you are grieved that you have sinned before our holy God. And one of the passages that can lead to godly sorrow is a warning from Jesus, and I just want to read this to you now. Our Lord and Savior Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And Jesus says, And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me you workers of lawlessness. You will hear from New Age teachers who are going to say that the Bible actually does encourage people to do New Age practices, and they will twist scripture to justify that. I feel so bad that I did the same thing when I was a New Age teacher. I used to twist scripture to justify mediumship, and I have such godly sorrow about that. If you were one of my students, I apologize. Uh, it's wrong. Mediumship is condemned throughout the Bible. 
And there's no way to twist that scripture. Astrology is condemned in the Bible. The Magi, it does not say that they were astrologers. It says that they followed a star, and it was a prophesied star in the Old Testament. They studied the prophecies. It does not say to take the stars and try to get information about them through divination, which is condemned. That would be impossible. Yes, God made the stars like he made all of creation, but he did not say to use them for divination. He made the stars and the planets for light and to show the seasons. That's it. Not to try to tell us about our soulmate or our job or career or health. That's not the purpose of it. And I have a list in the video description below of other forms of new age idolatry uh, that the Bible condemns. One of the things I just want to close with is yoga, because I'm very troubled that people have tried to blend Christianity with yoga, with so-called holy yoga. They even call it Christian yoga. And they say, well, we don't use namaste, which is a blasphemous phrase, or we don't uh, bow down to the Hindu deities, but they do poses that are Hinduism. Yoga means yoke. It means being tied together with Brahma, the Hindu belief of their creator deity. And it is a practice to honor the different deities and demons of Hinduism, of which there's something like 30 million gods, goddesses, and demons in Hinduism. And the poses honor and glorify those gods, and as well as animals. So, it's using your body as a graven image to glorify what is not our God. So, it breaks the first and second commandment, first of all. And then you might say, well, God knows my heart, my intention. Actually, God does know our hearts and our intention. The Bible says that he knows all the secrets of our heart, and we will be judged accordingly. So, we should be very aware that God knows our heart. And that's not an excuse to be involved with yoga. It's not just stretching. And let me give you just one example. The Sun Salutation series always includes the warrior poses, uh, even if it's so-called Christian yoga. And that's the poses where you have your arms straight out unnaturally. It's not just stretching, it's unnatural. That's why teachers in yoga classes will come around and correct people. And the warrior poses if you look at the Sanskrit name for that pose, it's Virabhadrasana. Asana in Sanskrit means yoga pose. So, it is the pose of Virabhadras. And Virabhadras is a Hindu deity or demon, depending on who you talk to, who was a murderer. He killed on behalf of Hindu deities. And so, when you're doing Virabhadrasana, you're literally acting out a Hindu murder scene. Even if you have scripture playing behind you, even if you are praising God while you're doing it, you're using your body to glorify a Hindu murder scene. The Bible tells us to do all things to the glory of God and to use our bodies to glorify God. So, let me ask you a sincere question. As someone, me, who used to do yoga for 20 years, almost daily, and I was all in as a yoga practitioner myself before I was saved. I threw away my yoga mat when I was saved. I would not get back on a yoga mat for anything, but I do daily stretches. So, let me just ask you this question. How is it glorifying God to mimic Hindu poses? 
And that's what yoga is. We can stretch. God made us to stretch. You can look at the animals. They all stretch. We're, we're meant to stretch. It's healthy. But just stand in a doorway, with your arms out and lean into the doorway and, and do stretches or get on your back on a towel and just twist your, your, your body either way to stretch and, and point your toes and stretch your legs and then bring your legs, your knees up to your chest. Don't make it a yoga session. Make it a stretching session. And, and do it to the glory of God. Do all things to the glory of God as we are commanded and which we want to do. I want to thank you for listening. And I pray that this video glorifies God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will use this video to point people to God's kingdom and away from New Age deception. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Contending for the Word. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to also like, subscribe, and follow Servants of Grace on Facebook, Instagram, or X. We appreciate your support.